2: The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season, 40 to 75% off everything, plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only, tees from $4.99, logo styles from $16.99, and jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com.
3: You are listening to the Dynasty Tradecast, brought to you by MyBookie.ag. I am, uh, well, your host for tonight at least, at least partially your host, not fully your host. Uh, but this is not Eric Bertzloff, Unfortunately, he will not be with us tonight. Uh, we love you, Eric. It is myself and my great friend Nathan Powell. Nathan, how
1: are we doing tonight? I'm good. I feel good to be a great friend. Like normally, it's just a good friend, but you know, great. I feel like we just upgraded like our Facebook status to like it's complicated. We're definitely
3: complicated. There's there's no there's no denying denying that. But when there's you know not any other uh, any <laughs> any other competition in the room, you are just automatically by default my great friend. Um, but nah, you are my great friend, but my bestest of friends is here with us tonight to, to help bring it home, to help make the listeners feel good. Tonight we have Dynasty Tradecast regular, Russell Clay. Russell, what is going on, my man? They call you the Grill Master. You've seared the
0: thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop, and as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment get amazing offers during the mercedes-benz summer event like the 2019 c-class sedan and glc suv the perfect recipes of driving performance plus you can enjoy six months of sirius xm all access included the mercedes-benz summer event now serving limited time offers on a select lineup of vehicles offers end september 3rd mercedes-benz the best or nothing
4: fellas what's up (laughs) (laughs) i i i have to say dan Dan called me out and he's dead on. I'm wearing like an eighth grade <laughs> um, <like> school
3: picture. <laughs> it's, right it's, it's the 11 year old rugby shirt with the white <laughs> collar on it is what it is. Just so everyone's wondering, it, it looks like it looks like Pele decided to go to Australia and play footy is what happened here. But we're, may, we're happy to have you.
4: I may rip this off. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Shirtless Russell is the best Russell for what it's worth. It may happen. All right, so tonight we are going to go through a few topics. We're going to start with some players that no one really super cares about, but we're going to talk about them because they may matter. Uh, Then we're going to go through a list of some buys, whether you're a contender or you're a rebuilder. And then we are going to hit a very special game of one of Nathan's favorites. Nathan, what are we playing to finish off?
1: Rookie. Rookie or the Devi. See, not the vet, Rookie or the Devi. Slight, <laughs> slight transition from Rookie or the Vet. Um,
3: that makes the song a little a little less phenomenal, but still good nonetheless. So before we hop in, just want to give everyone a very quick reminder that you can support the Rotoviz Radio Network and our 10 shows per week on Patreon. By doing so, you'll gain exclusive access to Rotoviz Live, our weekly Sunday morning video show answering all of your fantasy questions. Patronships start at just five dollars per month and provide exclusive access to Rotoviz Live. That's four shows per month on uh, on top of forty podcasts for just five dollars. That's kind of a great deal. Become a Rotoviz Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners, access premium content, and do your part in helping the network to grow and continue to produce high quality, industry leading programming.
1: Speaking of exclusives, and I'm not talking about the shirtless Russell I I see right now. As a loyal podcast listener, you get 30% off a Rotoviz NFL pass right now. It's available through the NFL podcast homepage. (laughs) roto slash podcast. Russell just took off his shirt. I was joking the first time. The season is here. Make sure you're ready. Get limited access to all all our content and tools. (laughs) You can value and support the podcast network. Once again, that's roto slash podcast. This might be the worst ad read
3: ever. Best ad, best ad read ever. That was officially <laughs> one more nipple than I was anticipating seeing tonight. So
1: it's a little areola. <laughs> <funny>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, we should we should really turn this one into a video show. All right, let's hop into our first mini segment of uh, of players that we want to have matter, but not. Quite sure that they do. So we are going to start with Traquan Smith of your New Orleans Saints. Monster week. Had some people wondering if Michael Thomas was all of a sudden the wide receiver too there. That no, didn't really happened. Yeah, nobody
1: was <laughs> actually thinking that. It's just, it's just <laughs> that Jason or whoever that was in our listener league boxer. Shout,
3: out, shout out to David in the, oh, David's uh, the OG. I
1: always confuse David Somerville and Jason Long. They're, they're the same person, basically. The OG
3: listener league, David, uh, with the hyperbole. Uh, right up my alley. So Traquan Smith, Nathan, what are we doing with Traquan? Are we are we buying into this this big time? Not really necessarily a a breakout because he's had some big games already. But this one this one felt a little bit different to me.
1: Well, there's two things you can do, and there's one thing you should definitely not do. You should definitely not buy Traquan Smith right now. Buying Traquan Smith is one of the dumbest things you could possibly do because right now his his price tag is probably like a mid first or like too late first. Some, some insane price tag like that. I would not be paying that for Trickle Smith as, you know, Drew Brees is aging. He's the number two wide receiver on offense at best. He's not going to eclipse Michael Thomas. And he, he has like a wide receiver three type, you know, fantasy output, you know, projection over the next few years. But, you know, obviously coming off a week like like last week, people are going to be paying like mid wide receiver two prices. So uh, I'd be either holding or selling. Um, it, you might need one, one or two more big weeks to really be a true sell where you can get like, you know, the true haul. But um, yeah, so for right now I'd say he's a hold, but um, there will be a selling window, I think, that opens up soon.
3: If you were to sell right now, what's what's like the minimum? If something hits your inbox, what's the first thing that like would make you accept one?
1: Uh, like 105.
3: Wow. Okay. Russell, how about you? What are you feeling about Traquan right now?
4: 105 was the exact pick I was thinking as well. Um, I think he's just a pure hold right now. I wouldn't feel great, unless you can get that 105, I wouldn't feel great about selling for like a late first right now, just because of his situation. But yeah, obviously, this isn't going to be an every week thing. But
3: Well, and, and that sell price now is is pretty darn high, honestly. 105, that's a pretty good haul uh, for someone that you definitely weren't paying 105 for to begin with. Uh, is there? Are you potentially going out? And obviously, like we said before, it's not really a great time to buy, but- since that 105 is kind of your sell price, are you going around and maybe throwing it a late first at him in places if maybe you need some wide receiver help?
1: I mean, I don't I don't think you're buying Traquan Smith with intentions of starting him this year. I think he's more of a future play because he's going to be inconsistent the rest of this year. So I mean, I'm fine throwing the late first at him, but it's not to score points this year. It's just because I think he's worth the late first.
3: Wonderful. All right. Well, we will move into our next player who broken NFL record as uh, as far as I know this this week uh that is Lamar Jackson uh QB1 according to some QB2 or 3 according to others Lamar Jackson with 27 carries and (laughs) it it was it was uh you know throw it back to maybe Tebow who I think was the last guy that had 20 20 carries for a quarterback uh, slightly more exciting than Tim Tebow I will say that he looked a lot more polished as a passer um still you know a little a little rough in some areas but obviously they were running that offense to cater to his legs Russell what are we doing with Lamar Jackson do you think that the the rushes are something that's sustainable obviously we're not thinking about 27 each week but is something like 15 carries honestly realistic for Lamar Jackson <laughs>
2: Uh,
4: until his knee gets blown out. I mean, <laughs> we've already seen this. We've already seen this with RG3. I mean, this sucks. Like, I'm team quarterback shouldn't run anymore because it's just not worth it. But it, as for this year, as long as he's starting, I think he's like a... <laughs> at least a low end QB one to high end QB one. So uh, he's actually more of a redraft asset to me. Um, so I'd be fine with um, holding him. I don't know about buying though. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'd rather just hold and start buying him right now would be after 27 rush game and hundred rushing yards. I just don't know that that's going to happen.
1: I would like to share with you guys the take that I read on Twitter. I'll not share who it was, but it was one of the weirdest slash dumbest takes I've ever seen <laughs> on Twitter. It was that Lamar Jackson did a good job of sliding and running out of bounds. Therefore, that they're not worried about his 27 carries at the quarterback position. Uh, dude got in his first like three carries. <laughs> huh. I, I didn't, I didn't, I honestly, I didn't see any much Lamar yesterday, but that was the takeaway. Oh, he did a good job running out of bounds a lot. Like who cares? He's going to get hurt. Uh, just plain and simple. Um, I'm fine, like saying, okay, he's he's good while he's on the field, but I don't think that he's a dynasty asset that I'm going to be targeting. Something because, in order for him to be successful, he needs to run. In order for, and if he runs, he's going to get hurt. So I'm not a huge like, injury injury predictor guy, but guess what? Quarterbacks who run, they get hurt.
4: And and I was like, this happened to me with RG three. So I've already done this game. Like I I was in on RG three after year one. So I've done this before. I don't, you know.
3: You think do you think the he ever becomes even moderately a pocket passer? Obviously, the, his legs are his most dangerous asset. We we all know that, but do you think he can grow into learning how to stay in that pocket?
4: I mean, may, maybe he could grow into like that Kaepernick role with the 49ers, maybe. Um cuz I I did think he had a pretty good arm, but um, man, like it can't be fifteen to twenty carries a game, you know?
3: Yeah, no, and and uh, to me, he's not he's not really built for that. Um, at you know pre combine, he, we heard about you know putting on weight and things like that. It's just it's it's so scary. It feels very less. It's like a it's like a super athletic Teddy Bridgewater to me. And obviously, Teddy suffered a crazy injury that none of us really could have seen coming. But that's kind of what it feels to me. Um, not necessarily the greatest of arms, significantly more dangerous with his legs. And like you said, Russell, short-term, he's, I mean, he's a great person to have short-term until yeah. he gets hurt. Uh, maybe he is the future of the franchise. I just don't think his career has that longevity in it. I, I don't think he's hes going to survive those hits.
1: All right, so let's just go round table real quickly. What's the buy-sell mark on Lamar and Superflex? I'll, I'll start oh. Um uh, I'll, I'll say I would sell for the 106. I'd buy for the 109.
3: Just because of what we saw, the potential would be like, I can't sell them for anything less than 102 or 103 in Superflex, to be completely honest. Because especially now, we don't really have any quarterbacks coming out that I believe are worth it. So this is going to be more of a wide receiver draft. And I'd probably need a top three wide receiver from this class in order to trade a potential monster in Lamar Jackson, who basically is just a running back with a different designation.
4: Yeah, I, <laughs> ah, man, I think I would give 106 right now. I, I think I would.
1: Um, you just I, said you you just said you you saw this story with RG three, and now you're paying the 106. I know,
4: but it's like it's an upside
1: play though. Play, you you have to.
4: It's this weird thing where it's he's a win now asset to me. It's mm-hmm. it's almost like AJ Green or something like that, where I may only get like two years, but we'll have good times together. It's like a fling or something.
3: <laughs> the ceiling is so is so it's massive a fling, to me.
4: Crazy high. And and Nathan, like you said, I I literally just fell for it a few years ago, but I guess I I I would sell for probably 106 and I would probably buy for like 107. I think right in that range. Yeah,
3: I think it's a good spot. Nathan, would you like to change your answer after hearing what we said?
1: No. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, let's hop into our final player of this mini segment, a player that I didn't really know much about until I saw that stat line. Uh, we of course are talking about Baltimore Raven, Gus Edwards. Am I am I pronouncing that correctly, Nathan? Take take me through what the heck happened with Gus Edwards.
1: All right, guys, uh, I'm gonna have a confession here. I um I didn't watch much football yesterday, and I had a draft day consultant client uh, text me, "Should I pick up Gus Edwards?" And I legitimately was like, "Who is Gus Edwards?" <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. So then I looked, and I was like, "Oh, he had a 115 yard, t- one touchdown game for the Ravens." And honestly, when you have Lamar Jackson and you have a running back and you have a backfield that's that wide open, I'm all aboard the Gus Edwards bandwagon. I'm not, not giving a tra- I'm not trading anything for him right now, but like I'm I'll put him in my lineup if I get him off the waiver wire. Like that that's pretty much how I have it, where like he's not a buy, but if you can get off the waiver wire for free, you know, he's worth the start right now.
4: Yeah, like you said, I'm willing to throw the rest of my fab at him like for this year and and roll with it. Um, yeah, you want to know why I know about Gus Edwards because of Halal?
1: <laughs> oh, yes, oh, that's right.
4: the only dude that I've ever seen talk about Gus Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, like, he was athletic, Yikes. Like, all right, bro. And like, I didn't pick him up, but that's where I that's you saw it first there, so shout out, buddy. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It seems like they just hate Alex Collins, right? I mean,
3: well, I mean, probably most people aren't going to like someone that isn't very good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. That's 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 probably what Gus Edwards has going for him most is that a the the Ravens don't like Alex Collins and b Alex Collins isn't good. Um, You know, I don't know much about Gus Edwards. (laughs) Uh, To me, he in his the little bit of work that I saw, it came off as like pierre thomas ish i like that's a weird thing to say but it is not gonna blow the doors off but he's just kind of steady and he's got it seemed like he had nice balance i don't know i mean like like russell said throw the rest of your your fat at him get get the waiver you know priority in because i feel like he could be the way that offense is trending it's going to be a run first run second run third offense as long as lamar jackson's playing so and their their kind of the rest of their season is you know it's it's looking up for from that perspective. So I think that's pretty much his peak value is what are you whatever you have remaining in your blind bid budget go go <laughs> and go try to get him I guess. Uh, outside of that not a ton to sell, of long-term value.
4: Try to sell him for a second or something. Oh
3: yeah. That's the yeah. move. That honestly that's the move. If you can go out and get anything in the second round um throw him at a contender throw him throw him at someone who chases games like this or players like this you know it, you can easily flip for value you go go ask Dwayne Brown how many times he's done that with with players like this you know it's if you can be active and stay on top of it once you get him it's he it's free money
1: yeah and I even talk about it a lot where sometimes the asking for the second might be a, a little bit too much doing Gus Edwards in a third for a second yep. it's Probably the more likely move to get done, and it's a good, good move to get done still.
3: I love it. I love it. All right, we're all done with Gus Edwards' talk, since I know you were all just dying to hear about it. So let's slide into our contender and rebuilder buys. So. This is assuming we're headed to the playoffs, or we are in full-on tank mode, looking towards 2019, 2020, and the future. We're going to start with that, Contenders. It's called
1: Nathan mode, for 12. Yeah. Right.
3: So, the, yeah, the Rebuilder <laughs> portion is called Nathan mode. The Contender <laughs> version is called Dan mode. And Russell <laughs> kind of dances in between the two. Only, I only say that because Russell co-owns a lot of teams with Nathan, so he's guilty by association. Shit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so nathan i'm gonna throw to you on the contender buy and i know this is different territory for you because you're not used to buying for contenders um Mm. but i i honestly think you have a really nice one here let's tell everybody about your contender buy
1: yeah when i'm shopping as a contender particularly in this this late in the season you kind of just have to ask yourself who's scoring more points than what their dynasty value is worth and oftentimes that's you know the the older guys like an Adrian Peterson. But there's a way to go a little bit younger than that where and it's even a little bit more expensive because the guy is younger, but the points still don't match up with the price. And Robert Woods throughout the entire portion of his career, the points have never matched up with the price. So, he right now he's one of the, you know, top 15 16 wide receivers in points and he's still being valued as like a late first, mid first, at the absolute most I'm fine. Parting with that mid first right now for Robert Woods, no one's going to ask you for an early first. So uh, for a contender, you're looking for a, a wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Robert Woods is a perfect buy who won't cost you more than like a mid first.
3: Yeah. And only, I love that
4: only 26 though. I love that call.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I've been, I've been banging that drum
3: all year. He's uh, he's, you know, of the three between cooks cup and then woods, He's consistently been the cheapest, and they've all been producing pretty well. He's been pretty consistent. The other two have a little bit higher of a ceiling, it seems, but he's always right there. And and I, I love I love that buy. I think it makes a ton a ton of sense. Russell, do you have one ready for us?
4: What What if I said um, I'm buying? Fournette right now
3: <laughs> i mean we, we, we've been talking about it quite a bit honestly it, lenny's lenny's one of those guys where if his his value creeps down into that like fourth fifth round startup range honestly that's a screaming value just because you know he's getting touches problem is, is finding him there
4: i i mean this was really a move two weeks ago but um i i still think people are pretty out on him and honestly i'm kind of out on him after this year but screw it like you just buy into it. You just keep buying. You just keep buying <laughs> one of those Corey Coleman shares until he's literally out of the NFL. Nathan texted me the other day, Corey Coleman, and I said, what happened? He said, he got a catch. And that was like... I
1: did
4: a
3: little
4: fist pump. And uh, so, I, I mean, I'm... And I, I, I still think you can get good quarterbacks in one QB leagues for super cheap. So like Rogers breeze, Brady, like if I'm weak at quarterback, I'm trying to go get one of those guys right now.
1: Yeah. This is something I always preach that people toward the bottom of the standings in dynasty leagues are a lot more willing to part with their quarterback in one QB leagues a, because they don't need the quarterback points and they're trying to lose games, but B. People just see quarterback as so much of a replaceable position that oh I'll figure out the quarterback position when I start competing or when I even start you know in late late August next September of next year. So I think that people who are toward the bottom of the standings are very willing to part with quarterbacks, especially if they aren't you know the Goffs the Wentzes who obviously have like long term like QB one you know projections.
3: Yeah, this isn't my my um, actual selection, but I had Big Ben on that list. I've been I've been kind of harping on that as well of late. He's got a really nice end of season schedule. Um, going through your fantasy playoffs. I think big Ben's a really, really a a very attainable asset. Um, And he's a lot of times going to be like the, the valued wise quarterback two on most teams, most teams are going to have him, you know, as that secondary option, especially if they're lower in the standings, he might just kind of be sitting around on one of those teams that didn't necessarily go out and, and, and spend a lot on quarterback. Uh, My actual buy is going to be Mark Ingram, who, he he looks like he's kind of going to be hit and miss as we go here, but it looks like the saints are trying to save Alvin Kamara just a little bit for the playoff run. And Ingram is going to be a, um, a free agent after the season. So that drops his price a little bit. Yes. He's still connected with Drew Brees for the next six games, whatever it happens to be, but he's, I think going to get the bulk of the carries in that offense for now. Uh, I think, I think, they, they want to save Kamara as much as possible, keep him away from those injury bugs. and th- They have a lot of games that are going to be blowouts, so Ingram's going to be in there a lot more, and then they'll probably slide into their third-string running back as well once they get you know into the fourth quarter. But for right now, uh, and even potentially in, in the next few years, depending on where he goes, uh, Ingram's only 28. So, yes, we say only 28, but 28 for running back is, is getting up there a little bit. He doesn't really seem to be slowing down to me. Uh, he's had issues here and there but i think i think he's got a couple more years left in the tank and for his price it's you know it's minimal at at, uh, at the most and it's kind of been that way it was that way all throughout the off season he was basically free because we knew he was missing time um he slid way down in all the redraft leagues all those best ball leagues and then in dynasty you could you know you could throw basically any second round pick and go get him so um that is my contender by we are going to slide into rebuild buys. So we're posturing up for 2019 in the future. Nathan, this this right here, this is your zone. So tell me who you're looking to go get, who isn't going to score points for the next six years so you can contend in 2028.
1: So my rebuild buys this time of year always zone in on those first round rookie picks that everyone says is terrible. a huge bust, the biggest bust to ever live. And so this year, the one that hasn't shown any promise, the one that everyone has soured on and pretty much dumping them off their teams, Ronald Jones. Now is the time to buy Mr. Ronald Jones. There's nothing in that Bucks backfield that's long-term. They still have the commitment, even if it's a new coaching staff next year, new GM, they're still going to you know, commit to running the ball with Ronald Jones in 2019. And so I, I think that we can kind of just scratch off 2018 as well. You know, there's so many... He didn't learn the playbook quick enough. Didn't learn pass blocking quick enough, and you know, and mostly as Dirk, as Dan has said throughout the year, dirt cutter is just terrible. So let's hopefully just blame uh, Ronald Jones on dirt cutter and not, him not like being like a terrible football player. So I'm going in on Ronald Jones. I'm investing. You know, early. early I mean, this isn't it's really too much of a buy low compared to his, like. I mean, his initial price was a mid first, and I think now you probably have to pay like an early to mid second, like a two hundred three to two hundred four type price.
3: Keep in mind, folks, the last time Nathan made a call like this, it was Kenyon Drake and you got a season and Tyler and, a half. and Tyler Boyd. And Tyler mm-hmm. Boyd uh, you got you got a season and a half out of Drake and you got Boyd exploding this year. So having a little bit of patience going after those guys that had that p- previous value and are now slotting down because maybe something happened and, and didn't work out. Uh, Nathan usually gets these pretty darn close. So I love that that's that was one of my favorite ones on that list as well. Russell, who are you looking at for uh, for 2019 and beyond?
4: Yeah, in, in that same vein, um, and this is going to stink to say, but like John Ross and, and Mike Williams are kind of like, I'm just, again, just buying into it. And at this point, you know, I'm pretty worried about Ross ever staying fully healthy for a year, but. I'm still buying him because I'm a sicko. And then Mike Williams, I do think has shown like upside this year, but he just doesn't have the role yet. So I I do think he's he's a nice buy for the next couple years.
3: Alternatively, I would suggest buying Tyrell Williams as the good Williams on that team. Oh, but no. I think honestly, you can you could probably get Mike for cheaper now because Tyrell has been produced out producing him. Uh, so his value is probably jumping up offensive.
1: a little bit. That's okay. Huh. I said, I'm pretty sure Mike is still more expensive.
3: I don't know, man. You know, people, I've been soured pretty much since day one, but there's a lot of people now that just kind of give up, just like people have with Tyler Boyd, they have with Kenyon Drake, they have with Ronald Jones. He's next on that list, you know, and it could end up being Kevin White, could end up being Rashad Perriman. Uh, I think he's a little bit, I think he's a little bit beyond that. Um the more the issue with him is is the injury bug. I think he's got the talent. It's just keeping him keeping him into it and on the field. Um Nathan, how do you feel about buying Mike Williams?
1: I mean, I'm definitely, I mean, uh Russell and I bought Mike Williams on a on a kitchen sink team a few weeks ago. Uh, but I'm still buying Mike Williams as well. Um, and I, I think that he has had enough success this year that his price really hasn't changed, regardless of the fact that he's shown some flashes. Uh, so he's a guy that could certainly, you know, stay stagnant if he continues to just have like one good game, one mediocre game. But I, I don't think his price is really going to fall too much. So uh, he's at least a safe buy in terms of like he's not going his value's not going to plummet over the next few weeks.
3: Team Draft Capital over here pumping, pumping Mike Williams. I like it, staying true to your brand. Um, I'll dive into my official uh, rebuild buy. That is uh, somebody who I've been buying way too much over the last probably three years. That'd be Jarek McKinnon. Uh, he signed a massive contract in the offseason, unfortunately got hurt. And we've seen the, I don't want to necessarily say genius of Kyle Shanahan, but we've seen lesser running backs just doing whatever they want in that offense. It's built for someone like McKinnon to succeed. He's basically free. Uh, I don't know why everyone has just completely like thrown him out in the trash. Uh, I've, I've on some contender teams tried to sell him even in like point per carry leagues and I couldn't get anything (laughs) for him. So uh, I've been buying wherever possible. I think he's due for a massive, massive 2019 because of that offense. It's so, so well suited for him. Uh, There's potential he has, you know, he has some other guys in a, in a little bit of a committee, but I think he's explosive enough and dangerous enough where, he's going to demand most of that work uh, and where he's especially dangerous is in the passing game. So uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo coming back and, and that offense in need of some big time playmakers kind of been struggling this year with, uh, you know, with kind of a hit and miss Marquise Goodwin, Dante Pettis uh, out. Yay, nay, Pierre Garcon, not living up to uh, what some thought he may be. Uh, I think, I think 2019 and 2020 will be huge for Jarek McKinnon in uh, San Francisco.
4: What what do you think you can get him for right now?
3: Uh, any second, easily.
1: Wow, I'm all any, in any second, any uh,
3: second, easily.
1: I couldn't um, sell him. For I a haven't second. Seen, I mean, I haven't seen him traded, but i, I would I would assume it would cost. Him
4: I I would give an early second for him. I think.
3: I think you could. I think you could even start. I I think you could start mid second and then work your way in by adding some other things if you need okay. to. Um, But I think people are just ready to kind of bail, especially if you can get them off of a contender, someone that was maybe anticipating having him coming in, getting them maybe an older player or a different asset that's getting points. Now you can get those, you can get McKinnon right off the contender. No problem.
1: I dig. All right. Russell digs, Jarek McKinnon. You know what I dig? My bookie. Mm -hmm. If you ever wanted to place a bet but didn't uh, because you were too afraid to pick the wrong team. Well, th- honestly, this this is the best podcast promo I have ever heard in my entire life. This Thanksgiving, it's finally possible for you to get a 100% refund on your bet if you lose it. So if you make a bet and you lose it, you still have to get the money back. It's the Turkey Day Free Play. You can bet the spread on either the Bears or the Lions, and if it wins, you win. If it loses, my bookie will give you your money back up to $250. You literally cannot lose, no risk at all, all gravy and, and potatoes and all that good stuff. So – yeah, deposited $250, bet it all on Turkey Day Free Play. My MyBookie offers such a great product, and there there was literally never been a, a time to try them out. Unless your sportsbook is offering them something like this, if you think uh, you should make the switch, I've never heard of a sportsbook doing a freebie like this. And I doubt it will ever happen again. These guys are trustworthy, fast, and helpful, and I know they're good at it. New to sports betting and lots of questions? That's okay, too, because my MyBookie's patient customer service can walk you through any questions you have about betting. All right, log on to my bookie right now and use promo code ROTOVIZ, R-O-T-O-V-I-Z, to get 50% deposit bonus. That's R-O-T-O-V-I-Z, the promo code, to get 50% bonus. You don't need a promo code for your Turkey Day free play, and if you lose, we'll credit the money back into your account automatically. So if you lose, you get that money back, and then you can bet it on one of the other Turkey Day games. So pretty awesome uh, promo there. And you know this is pretty awesome. Rookie, rookie of the divvy. That was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, pretty beautiful. Almost as beautiful as that turkey day free play. Uh,
3: Seriously, though, before you dive into it, how are you not putting money into your account right now and just going and finding the the biggest odds, whatever you can find, and max betting it? Go. Go. Hurry up. Go bet now. 250. Put it down.
1: All right. Uh, Rookie or the Debbie, for those that don't know, it's a very complicated game. We pit one rookie from the 2018 class and face them against a Devi who will be, these guys are either in the 2019 or 2020 class of the college football rankings. So we're going to start off at the wide receiver position. We will start off with DJ Moore of the Carolina Panthers, had his breakout game this past weekend. Uh, or Nikhil Harry, who has been breaking out despite Twitter saying he has no separation all year and he doesn't have the hashtag traits to be a first-round pick. Uh, Russell, DJ Moore or Nikhil Harry?
4: Shit.
3: That's why we have the explicit tag.
4: Man, by by the end of um the combine, DJ Moore put together quite the prospect profile. Um, I'm I'm really in on Harry. Uh I think he's a fantastic prospect. He they're in the same tier. I'd I'd take Harry, but um I'd take Harry. (laughs) bad about it and and it could go wrong but i'm going with my man
3: yeah i think i think looking at them as as prospects first i think i think Nikhil harry would be my selection um if it's if it's a true you know debbie league and and you have the opportunity to get some extra points out of dj Moore before harry gets into the league i don't think there's going to be a big enough boost for the remainder of the year. I think I think DJ Moore continues to do very well in Carolina, but I I just I feel like I feel like Harry projects more as that true one whereas DJ Moore to me feels a little bit more like your complementary player who can still play at that high level. Uh I just I don't feel like he's going to dominate targets at any point. And obviously he's dominating them right now, aside from like Christian McCaffrey in that offense. Um, you know, I, I want to, I want him to be at that level because I really enjoyed him throughout the whole combine process, pre-combine, post-combine during the draft. Uh, I thought he was very good. I, I, I really enjoyed his college tape. I just, I, I don't think he, he projects the same way that Nikhil Harry does. I think, I think Harry potentially is the second coming of Des Bryant um it just you know we'll, we'll see we'll see kind of what we're looking at here in the uh, near future
1: yeah I think that Nikhil Harry is the better player but on top of that he has the better sell window because he's going to be the 101 in rookie drafts uh, non-superflex probably even in superflex as well so when you got, get the guy who is the 101 you know even if it's in a weak class like the DeAndre Hopkins class like people go crazy over the 101 regardless so you kind of yes, it's a Debbie league, so you still see him as that 101 type value. And there's gonna be a, a more opportunity, not saying you have to, because both players are good long-term assets, but there's gonna be more opportunity to sell Nikhil Harry in March, April, May than there will be DJ Moore.
3: This is the one we should have finished with, because I honestly I think this is probably the closest out of all of them. And these are two very good football players.
1: Right. All right. Our next rookie of the Debbie is Sony Michelle of the New England Patriots or David Montgomery of Iowa State forgot where, where he played for a second. It's <laughs> a tough I, one to forget. I
4: I don't get I uh, every once in a while there's a guy I just do not I don't get it. I don't I don't understand David Montgomery. I don't I don't get it. I, why? Why what what uh, what has he done? That even makes him a top five running back in this class.
1: So th- this is this is the reason for David Montgomery fandom. Uh, PFF College they do all those graphics about like missed tackles and things like that. Yeah. And anytime anytime they show those graphics, David Montgomery's at the top of them. So
4: so wasn't John Kelly? <laughs> That's my thing. Like the last year, like in the summer, it was all about John Kelly breaking tackles. I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, um, I'm with you. I'm similarly confused by Dave Montgomery, but my my reasoning is terrible. It's like hashtag yards per carry. It's not that high for him. It's in the fours, so that's not great. But... Like I think
4: he's, I think he's a good player. Like I have no qualms about him being like a good, a good prospect. But like he's not. I don't see this RB one. You know, I guess that's where I'm confused. I think he's like a good player. Uh, and we already know Sony Michel went round one, um, and we know his situation is good. And I mean, the injury stuff is obviously a problem, but uh, I don't get it. I- I'm willing to be wrong. Obviously, I'm missing something. So.
3: I don't. I, honestly, I don't think you're wrong. I, I'm. I'm kind of. I've kind of been confused about about Montgomery as well throughout the process. Um, sure, slightly exciting, but you would expect. I think you would expect a lot more, especially considering the conference that he plays in, to kind of just be able to do what he wants. If he's one of those true top-end running back prospects, uh, and, and he has his games, sure, he, he has those plays where it's like, all right, that's that's something nice. But I just never see special there. And and at Georgia, I saw special with Sony Michelle. Uh, I think it's I think Sony was clearly the better prospect uh in a great location for him and like russell said the only really downside to sony is the injury stuff but that's kind of the nature of the beast with running back and you just kind of have to bite that bullet um uh, unless they're missing half of a season like leonard fournette then then we're then we're in a different place but uh i like sony here uh by a pretty wide margin i think i'm on board with with russell uh which Happens sometimes, not super often with prospects, but this this is one of those times, Russell, we're, Only we're
4: in the you, you agree with me.
3: It's, yeah? hard to, it's hard to say no. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It's hard to say no.
1: All right. Uh, I'll just make the clean sweep here. Sonny Michelle, first-round running back, and we don't really know where Montgomery goes yet. He could end up being a first-round running back, but I don't see yeah. how it is.
4: I mean, if he tests out well at that size, then he's probably going to go really high. Yeah.
1: But, Yeah. All right, let's move on to our next one, and it's going to be running back Carryon Johnson of the Detroit Lions, Ooh. or DeAndre Swift of the Georgia Bulldogs. Start with Russell because he said who?
4: Yeah i i was uh I was wrong about Carryon. Man, that dude's got some juice, huh? He's good. Um, I mean, I wasn't against him, but I also didn't expect this, so I I like him. Uh, what is the saying? A bird in hand, or stones? <laughs> a bird in like, hand is for two in the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I think that thing is. Uh, I'm in. I'm in on him. Um, I think it's just an Swift is awesome. I'd just rather go carry on for now.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll go next. And I'll, I'll say I was also similarly pessimistic on Kerryon Johnson. I didn't quite see it in his college profile. Uh, but he went second round in the NFL draft, so that should have said, Nathan, go pick him. But I didn't. So, uh, yeah, I, but for me, and I'm it's just the, the Debbie player in me, the home run swinger in me, DeAndre Swift could end up being that Todd Gurley, that, you know, upper echelon type prospect. Kerryon Johnson can be good, and he can be a low-end RB1. He's never going to be... You know, Le'Veon Bell, and I think that that's within the range of outcomes for DeAndre Swift, even if you have to wait two years for it. And obviously, if you're in win down mode and clearly need carry on, you don't really go out making the, this move right now, and you try and make it in the off season. But for me, if I'm if I'm you know this offers in my inbox right now, and it's like take it or leave it, you're never going to have it, or you're going to take it now. I would take Swift.
3: So, I I missed on carry on for. really really poor reasoning uh going through the process i i never saw something that he was actually bad at but then i on you know on the other side i never saw anything that he looked like he was elite at there was no no trait while watching him that i saw wow that dude's special everything was just solid across the board and i mistook that as this is a mediocre player if you're not bad at anything and you're just good at everything, but not great at anything, you're probably a good player. And I mistook that because I'm an idiot. Um, You heard it here first. Well, actually you probably heard it here about the 3,842nd time. Uh, I like carry on uh, at this point because I was just, my brain didn't work at the time. Uh, I think I'm, I'm taking carry on here. I, I do think Swift has a significantly higher ceiling, um, but I think because of the floor and the nature of running back, I think carry on uh, would be my selection here.
1: All right. Let's close it out with a pair of quarterbacks. As always, when we talk quarterbacks, we're just going to assume super flex. Just because that thing make, makes more, make thing, That's because it makes things more interesting. Um, Russell, I don't know if you remember this, but around this time last year we did this exact same segment, and we did Mitchell Trubisky or Justin Herbert, and we talked about how – in superflex, you just take the guy who's make, having a starting job right now over the guy who's going to have a starting job in two years, possibly. And we both did that, and it's looking pretty okay. You know, Mr. Trubisky's having a good year. Justin Herbert's still a really good prospect, but you know, you're getting points right now out of Mitchell Trubisky. Well, this year's version of Mitchell Trubisky or Justin Herbert is Sam Darnold or Tua Tug- Tug- Tugavlia, uh or Tagovailoa. What? How you say his name? Sam Darnold or Tua. Uh, start off with Dan. Are you taking the bird in the hand, and Sam? Or are you taking some bushes and Tua?
3: I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Bush. Honestly, I'm I'm. I'm gonna, <laughs> uh, I you know, Darnold was one of those guys. I I just kind of thought was maybe just slightly above replacement level. I never I never saw an elite prospect. I, I saw some nice things. Uh, I saw some things that you know he he'd be a fine NFL starter. I, I just never saw again those special traits um with Tua I think I think he's got a significant ceiling again it just comes down to those running quarterbacks not necessarily running quarterbacks but um the athletic quarterback profile that gets the injuries however Tua has a, sig- a significant arm i mean he's he is good top to bottom uh, obviously being at Alabama only helps but he he looks special to me uh, i think i think he will be the QB1 in his class and I think uh, I think this is one of those rare occasions where I would take the Debbie asset um, just because I don't think Darnold's going to be putting up big enough numbers for it to matter all that much.
1: Go ahead, Russell.
4: Yeah, I'm not a quarterback guru, but my God, Tua is my. Dude, I don't – like maybe it's Alabama. Like, obviously, the situation with Alabama makes him look good. But holy moly, like, this dude is just – I i have to. I have to go with him. And, like, we – as Nathan mentioned, like, usually I'm the guy to go conservative and just take what I have now. But, man, uh, the only share I have is, is the one where I, I'm with Nathan –
0: but it's like, unfortunate.
4: I, wish I, had, I wish I had more like I want all the Tua. So
3: see I I want I want to say that Alabama has a big impact on on his breakout and his performance. But then you look back at like Blake Barnett and Jalen Hurts and it's like you know they those guys looked all right during some games but they're actually bad. Tua Tua to me projects that offense. He makes them better in every aspect.
1: Right. I would like to close out the show by painting a number picture for you boys and girls. Uh, last year, Baker Mayfield set the all-time college football record with a 12.9 adjusted yards per attempt. And this year, Tua Tagovailoa has a 14.3 <laughs> average yards per attempt. 1.4 four yards more than the all-time record, and like 3 games ago, it was like 17.9 is average yards per attempt. This guy might be the greatest quarterback prospect to ever live. Like, honestly, that's ridiculous. And, okay, you say, oh, well, he got a lot of help at Alabama. He's playing, albeit, you know, there's not really any good college defenses anymore. But if there's any good college defenses, they're in the SEC. So he is tearing up the best talent at defense in the world at the college level. And it's at a level of no one has ever seen before. He's beating the all-time record by 1.4 yards in average yards per attempt. That's nuts.
4: Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's pretty much it. And he's got Jerry Judy there, so it's like next year's numbers are going to be just as good. Um, and that just means, like you know, if he throws forty touchdowns next year again, he's going number one. And just get to her if you can. He's he's
3: <laughs> special. He's special. He's he's going to be he's going to be an NFL starter. He's going to be an NFL star, in my opinion. He's he's got. Just about everything you could want in a quarterback. Um, we just need to keep him healthy. So let's mm-hmm. come on, Alabama, keep him healthy.
1: That that and he's left-handed. That that's the
3: the biggest red flag is. Oh, see, dude, I love that. I I know <laughs> wide receivers hate it. I know wide receivers hate it. But that that makes finding your left tackle less significant.
1: <laughs> that makes your right tackle. Most more of those significant. guys can't play that
3: position, <laughs> and you throw your other guy on the right side. Hey, just saying. Don't need to find a left tackle and pay him.
1: All righty. That'll wrap up today's show. Hope you enjoyed our rookie or the vet or rookie or the Debbie and all that good stuff. I'd like to thank uh, Russell Clay for hopping on. We miss you, uh, Eric. Hope you're back soon. And uh, yeah. So thanks for listening guys. And we'll see you guys next week. Kadoosh.